When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This brother told me a secret on how to get more chicks. Put a little Medina in your glass, and the girls will come real quick. It's better than any alcohol or aphrodisiac. A couple of sips of this love potion, and she'll be on your lap. So I gave some to my dog when he began to beg. And then he licked his bowl, and he looked at me and did a wild thing on my leg. He used to scratch and bite me before he was much, much meaner. But now all the poodles run to my house for the funky cold Medina. What up? John Boy and Jake Radio, January 10th. Funky Cold Medina is our drinking song for Drinking Thursdays, made in 1989. I don't know. If Baby It's Cold Outside is banned from the radio, I don't understand what those people would do if they even heard Funky Cold Medina. I don't know what they'd do with themselves. Might what is them- a funky cold Medina? Well, Jake, a funky cold Medina is, um, it's, it is, it is, when I find it, I will find it, and I'm about okay. to find it. It's better than any alcohol or aphrodisiac. A couple sips of this love potion and she'll be on your lap. So it's a love potion. Okay. Makes the girl want to be in love with you. It can't be a guy? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, wow. That's a great leading question. You want to hear the second verse? Sure. I went up to this girl. She said, hi, my name is Sheena. I thought she'd be good to go with a little funky cold Medina. She said, I like a drink. I said, mm, well, I'll go get it. And then a couple of sips, she go lick the lips, and I knew that she was with it. So I took her to my crib, and everything went well as planned. But when she got undressed, it was a big old mess. Sheena was a man. So I threw her mouth. I don't fool around with no Oscar Maya Wiener. You must be sure that your girl is pure for the funky cold Medina. Mm. Sheena was a man. So I threw him out. I don't fool around with no Oscar Mayo Wiener. So yeah, does Funky Cold Medina work on men? You bet. Yeah. Okay. So I don't. I don't see why it's a bad song. Why couldn't that? That sounds like a 2019 song. You have you not heard Funky Cold Medina before? I mean, I've heard it, dude. Do you think I know the lyrics to Funky Cold Medina? I don't know why this song was like super on my radar when I was young. I think it was like a rap song that my dad found funny. So we listened to it, but sure. it's a good song. Hard, it was hard to find a 1989 song about drinking because the field's like open. You can't like Google that. Right. So I was like, what the hell? But yeah. And in the third verse, he goes back in the saddle looking for a little affection. I took a shot as a contestant on The Love Connection going on a game mm. show. The audience voted, and you know they picked a winner. I took my date to the Hilton for Medina and some dinner. She had a few drinks. I'm thinking soon what I'll be getting. Instead, she started talking about plans for our wedding. I said, wait, slow down, love. Not so fast. I'll be seeing you. That's why I found you. Don't play around with a funky cold Medina. I don't really get that one, but too much Medina. Went from lust to Uh, love. Well. 
Overdose. Overdosed on the Medina. That is Tone Lock. And that ends our 1989 birth year theme. I have the theme for next week lined up. Really would like some, uh, give me some themes for songs. Should I just go Give us some themes for songs. This is the best song in the world. I thought I had a theme the other day, and I just blew it. Man, it's it's really we've really pigeonholed ourselves because once you have the theme, then it's like, all right, I need a song. Well, that's our days already have themes. If you start trying to theme the themes, you're getting in too deep, man. Yeah, but it's more fun for me. I'd rather have a weekly theme than the daily themes, but I don't think we can scratch the daily themes. Mm. Well, we already have the daily themes. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to try and do both. That's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. Well, if we're picking songs, the daily themes, it's still just like way open. Yeah, you're trying to double theme, though. That's tough. Well, I would like to put it to a vote that I can do a weekly theme and scrap the daily themes because songs about drinking are really hard to find. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Every song's about drinking. That's what you think. All right. That's what you would think. That's And then you got to resort to Baby It's Cold Outside and Fucky Cold Medina, which are about getting the girl all drugged up to sleep with you. Mm. Which is bad. We don't condone that. Does Drugged up? Does it say drugged? Well, I mean, she's drinking something that she's not aware that she's drinking that's going to turn her in love with the guy i think that i thought little... i thought it was just he got her a drink and then he he was like yeah i could i could tell that she was drinking she was feeling it a little bit she was feeling me mm, nah. I, I, didn't, I didn't think there was any roofie connotations there the girls are all around but none of them want to get with me my threads are fresh and i'm looking deaf yo what's up have some drinks with some no-name chump when I'm standing at the star. Uh, so then his friend goes, his friend is getting all the chicks. He goes, why are you so fly? He said, funky cold Medina. The brother told me a secret on how to get more chicks. Put a little Medina in your glass and the girls come real quick. Oh, oh, so he's drinking it to make himself look better. Yeah, That's it's a way- confidence booster. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm totally wrong. Everything I said is a wash. This whole show is uh, stupid, and that's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. Sorry for you trying to make us think that we're listening to a song about roofing people when it's just about having a little self-confidence. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe this. Sorry, bud. Hmm. I want to get me some Funky Cold Medina. Just whiskey? That Funky Cold Medina. Good song. Old school rap was a little funky. I like that shit. How many drink? How many bars must have had a drink named the Funky Cold Medina in 1989 or 1990? Yeah, yeah. And then it yeah. must have been a sad day in like 94, 95. They're like, I think we got to pull the Funky Cold Medina. Nobody's into it anymore. The song's like not cool at all anymore. What color are you picturing the Funky Cold Medina drink? My instinct jumps to blue. Okay. Um, but I could see... I don't know. I could also see an orange. Uh, I, went, I thought green, but now I just Googled Funky Cold Medina and all the drinks that are like... There's some pictures of drinks and they're blue. So there you go. There you go. This one looks like 
some people made it, and it was Smirnoff, Curacao, Southern Comfort, and cranberry juice. I've got some blue Curacao here. Made nice. a made a festive drink once. I forget what it was. I would not like this drink. No. No. But I think yeah. it's it's nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety. You roll off a plane, you're going on a vacation in the Bahamas, you're going you're you're going to some beachy place and you pull up to that, that cool beach bar and they go, Hey, you gotta try the funky cold Medina. Uh yeah. I'm gonna yeah. need all of the funky cold Medinas. We should get into the beverage game, make up our own version of funky cold Medina. Uh, there's got to be some copyright stuff there, but sure. No, we'll make it the spunky, warm, Jakey. Yeah, I don't think people would connect that, so that's good for us. <laughs> that's great. There's no copyright risk, and there's probably no risk of selling any either. Because so having good. to fulfill orders would suck. Yeah, we're we're in, but we are out of the beverage <laughs> game. Yeah, that was quick. That was really quick in and out that we just did there. How was your? How was the rest of your day yesterday? Did it, did it pick up? You had a rough start. Tuesday slipped into Wednesday. You were you were a little frustrated. Your computer was being a dick. What? Oh, yeah. well, how'd the rest of the day go? I caught up with uh, you. We we recorded talking Yanks, but I didn't really get a full. Com- computer was wrestling me a little bit, and then um, I looked into some alternate sources of income. So if anyone wants to Venmo me a lot of money, so I don't have to do some of those things, I'd be fine with that. What's your Venmo? Um, but uh, yeah, might might charge a scooter or two on the side. You know, save up, buy something real nice. And then, uh, yeah, oh, well, the the big thing that I'm excited for, Jim, and I, I don't know if people will be able to listen to it before the time is up, but the other thing that I'm, I'm a big fan of that I mentioned, uh, I, think, I think towards the end, or the start of John Boy Radio, excuse me, uh, One and Done Fantasy Golf is starting up, Jim, and I enjoy that a lot. What do you, what's, um, what do you mean by one and done fantasy golf? So it's uh, you pick a golfer each week, and it's you know the golfer you think is going to win or do really well in the tournament, but you only get to use them once. Oh, okay. So it's like Survivor for for NFL. Yeah, more or less, without <laughs> like a like a kill shot that you'd yeah. be out of the league. But um, yeah, I mean it, it's just kind of cool. I I enjoy throwing on the Sunday golf, and it. Yeah. I mean. The tournaments you don't care about, you still don't care about, but it's fun because it's that in like 10 minutes a week, you can be like fully versed on another sport, basically. Yo, that's why I, a lot of people say golf is boring and stuff like that. And, and just think of it like you don't have to be a diehard fan of golf, but we should actually bring some golf updates to the national news. I'm excited about that because, like you said, especially in college, or just lounging around on weekends, golf is a real easy casual sport. Yeah, you, you, can you just have in, to breathe. You can tune in for the back end, the back nine on Sunday, and just watch every competition end, and you'll enjoy it as long as you understand like the storylines and you know what I mean. And it's pretty simple to understand the storylines. So it, it is a real good casual. You can nap, you can wake up, you can just follow along lightly and be pretty well versed, like you said. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, you know, because there's, there's guys that are long ball hitters, guys that are, you know, good with the irons, guys that are good around the greens, and each tournament set up that way. So basically, you read like two, three internet articles, you're pretty well versed in it, and then when that Sunday hangover rolls around, if your guy's in the mix, you're like, oh, I'll check it out for a minute. Are you in a, are you in a league, or are you to do a league with strangers on the internet? A league. Uh, Sheedy runs one. Should we, should, we, his should, wedding. We look, should we look into running some sort of fun thing like that for John Boy and Jake Radio? I mean, this is kind of behind the scenes question. Kind of, yes. We I, should, I've actually I thought about this the other day. Yeah, like we should, but we, we should definitely one hundred percent do March Madness. I'll set up the ESPN brackets yeah. and we'll give the John Boy and Jake Radio listeners uh, the like entrance. Well, and we did we'll, March Madness with Yankees people last year too. Combine it all. Yeah, yeah, but it, but I but the John Boy Jake Radio is is a tighter. Well, there's smaller people, but I think we should, and we'll have an award. We can do both, but we'll get some things out there. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Interesting. And if there's anyone that would want to join, like our own, I, I want to do some stuff like that. I think that's that's fun for for the listeners and us, because right now it's a little tight knit community, kind of. Love it to be a large knit community, but large knit. Okay. Yeah, large knit. That's my grandma's been working on her large knits for years, but she just broke her mm. wrist. So, knitting's better, take, grandma. Knitting's taking a backseat. She looks better. I went and visited her yesterday. I see her every day, but she looks better. So yeah, grandma's doing good. It's good. Broke her nose. Broke her wrist. Had to get stitches in her face. How uh, burglar well, outside came. of that? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I have to see a movie today for six okay. pack cinema and usually i like that but i really don't want to see this movie so then it, i'm in, in a real movie? personal come bind on. you're just gonna say a movie come on what are you doing what what movie oh i'm getting there i, I don't want to see it so i'm in a personal bind it's spider-verse into the spider-verse the cartoon okay so like i don't want to be the curmudgeon because i don't like animated stuff i have never liked animated stuff my entire life but I understand that makes me sound like such a pretentious jerk. Right. Uh, so, like, I get that. But I also, like, what am I going to do? I don't, I can't buy, my brain can't buy into animation. You I've don't ne- like The Lion King? Okay, so I do like Lion King. There are, it's not a clear cut. There are, like, maybe five that have, like, slipped through. So I'm hoping Spider-Verse can slip through. Yeah, there you go. I do, we just got it together, brother. But, uh, but like taking three hours in the middle of a, a weekday to go see a movie when I'm trying to work a lot really is a bummer. So I got to fi- I got to work that in. Cause I got a lot of things to do. Jake got a lot of things to do yesterday. I went for a run true. slash I walked and then I ran two blocks and then I walked and then I ran two blocks and I walked and I ran two blocks because I got to get outdoors. Got to get outdoors. It's like a big fight with me though. Go outside. It was cold out, but it was nice. My it's headphones kept you. falling out. It was pissing me off. Really? Oh, yeah. It was pissing me right off. Got to get in the wireless game. I know. It's, my birthday's coming up, so I, that's what I, I'm asking for, the AirPods or whatever. Ooh. They say they don't fall out, but I saw some videos of people running with them in. Seems like they would fall out, and then they're not connected to a cord, so then I would have to stop running and pick them up, and it would be more annoying, but what do I know? Well, luckily, you don't run. Well, I was running yesterday, so I just said to you. I mean, 
for you it's running for you know the average american looks like a slow guy oh yeah well actually i bet at jogging because my body just wants to sprint and like so when i run with katie she's like why are you don't need to go that fast you can just like jog for a long amount of time and i'm like that doesn't make sense like i just sprint for two blocks then i'm terribly winded for five blocks it's a hockey mentality on for one minute off for three minutes on for one minute off for three minutes i Uh, like it yeah but so i'm trying to do that i was like we're going to spring training in a month i feel like a bag of shit i'd like to just feel a little lighter on my feet when we get down to florida and it's hot and like we're wearing warm clothes but it's not gonna happen it's no but i'll i'll give i'll make an attempt like i did the cleanse I'll make an attempt to start running more. I just fucking What's going hate. on with the cleanse? You haven't talked about that in forever. I ended it. I did five days straight. So it was like a nice reboot. Um, <clears throat> and now I'm just now I'm just eating healthier than I was over the holidays. Good, man. Yeah. Yesterday was tough because I had meals bought for me. Katie was mm. feeling down, so we went and got lunch at the place next door. Real good breakfast omelets, though. And then mm. uh, my aunt was over helped my grandma and she bought Italian food and that was unhealthy. Right. But we're good. How, so, all right. Got our days in. Let's Got do some sports. In. Let's do some sports. Here are the Tri-State update. The Nets beat the Hawks. And that's all I wrote last night. I should have wrote more. On day 10 of their coaching search and after interviewing eight candidates, the Jets hire Adam Gase as their new coach. Walk Hill Valley beat Sussex Tech and Jamie Struble led the team leading 15 points. Noah Syndergaard has left eight comments on Jeannie Bouchard's Instagram post. That was a news in the New York Post. So nothing going on, but Jets hired their coach. Your guy, the guy you wanted. Gase. Oh, yeah, I know it's right for this fan base. Whatever the Jets fans don't want, that's what they get. Anabadagasey. Uh I don't know. Was this incredibly fast? Did all the coaches get hired incredibly fast? Or is the MLB offseason warping my brain? <laughs> No, I think NFL, NFL, the head coaching stuff moves quickly. Well, A, a couple of these jobs were available before the season ended, so teams already, like, could start their search. Uh, but B, it's also, it's, I know this is supposed to be free agency, too, but it's a race to get the talent. Like, I, I guess the coaching prices are going to be the coaching prices, so in baseball, that's the huge thing right now. Because nobody knows if Manny Machado is going to get two hundred twenty-five million or three hundred fifty million. Uh, with the coaches, the price is going to be the price. You just want to make sure you get your guy. You don't want to. You don't want to be sitting there for a week thinking, and then the Jets are like, hey, no, "We'll take Gase." <laughs> yeah, uh, that makes sense. And and you have to get the coach before you do other moves and stuff because that's like the head of the pyramid, right? But this seemed fast. It seemed kind of weird to me like everyone's like oh and mccarthy's now left jobless he's not going to coach in 2019 yeah he's he's chosen to sit out yes yeah 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 i don't know mike that was my that reminds me of the joke the drew carey show what was the gross girl from drew carey mimi mimi 
Drew Carey said, Mimi said she's she's been single. She's chosen to be single. And Drew Carey goes, right. no, not your choice. Yeah. And then the whole, everyone laughs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> and it is it is tough because, like, we, we talked about how it would be good because he'd be stable, which is true, and the Jets can use a little bit of that. But also, like, yo, you've had some bad teams with, like, one of the best players ever, so I don't know. I love when cliches when you when you see cliches like really really the reason why they're a cliche and it's so true and the nfl being a copycat league i know that phrase is washed out and everyone says it now but it's so spot on like everyone wants it's it's really it's really funny because you get, I understand you, dude. Everyone says that that's not analysis anymore. Like everyone knows this, right? But to continuously see the league just be a copycat league is wild. Everyone wants the yeah. offensive-minded young head coach. Defensive like guys aren't really getting big, aren't getting the new hires right now. And and everyone just searching for this new guy. And I read a tweet like, why is no one want Doug Peterson? Why is no one like looking for that style coach? Everyone's looking for. Uh, what are their names? Um, young guy, Sean. They want McVeigh. They want McVeigh yeah, and McVay, Shanahan. McVeigh and Shanahan. Yeah, I was blanking on him. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so, that is I, true. I mean, Peterson is an offensive guy, but he's not young, and that's what, I mean, my my Broncos, I guess I could mention it in the, the Natty News. I didn't write it down because I didn't think people want to hear about it, but we could talk about it. Um, but, yeah, it's, I mean, it just makes... It makes half sense. Like, if you do the McVay-Wade Phillips thing right, like, it's awesome. And I think NFL coaching is getting that way, that you're basically going to have an offensive head coach and a defensive head coach. One of them is going to have slightly more power and be the head coach. But like you mentioned it the other day, man, like, Jason Garrett kind of does it right. Jason Garrett is just the overseer. He's got his guy to run the offense. He's got his guy to run the defense. He's going to be the overview guy mm-hmm. and if he has to say something he says something but i mean i that's kind of the way to do it i mean if it works but uh yeah it's it's just interesting like i i, I got into some i don't want to say heated discussions about the cliff kingsbury stuff which i think people thought it was a hot take and i was like no this is it was it was all over like a, a lot of espn personalities some i like and some i don't like I mean, they were all saying it because, yeah, there's a chance Cliff is good and he can run the offense well. But he was a bad head coach in college. He was 35 and 40. He was, he was the worst coach at Texas Tech in 30 years. Yeah, but his ability to win over the room, he's, a, he's the best. And it shows he can get any job he wants. And, and then, so this, then he'll get fired when he can't perform. But he, he, he can nail interviews. And then the the counter argument to that was, well, if you only bring him in as a coordinator, you know, he's he could be good and then he could leave you after one year. And I'm like, that's a much better consequence than making him your head coach and being terrible for another year or two. Um, So I I don't know. And I I mean, so, Jimmy, everyone's looking at the McVeigh thing with Wade Phillips and being like, oh, that's awesome. Like, that's. That's how we want it to look from here on out. People forget. People forget. Um, the Cleveland Browns this year was a power struggle between 
well, well, even taking out Hugh Jackson, it was between Greg Williams, the other, the Dick offensive coordinator, I'm blanking on his name right now, but if you do it wrong, the whole thing turns into a power struggle, um, which, you know, there's not a big history of success with that in the NFL, so I don't know. It's, um, I'm sure one or two more of them will hit. I'm sure a couple more of them won't hit. Yep. You know what's kind of cool about NFL coaches in a respectful way? They they really put in the time to get there. A lot of them, like in baseball, Aaron Boone right. was a player, becomes a coach. You have a lot of guys that play, they've been around the game, then they become a coach, you know? Like right. Dave Roberts, a lot of them, Eric Hinch, uh, all of these guys. Adam Gase, and there's a lot of stories like this, and it's kind of for basketball too, like um, um, the the – Brad Stevens' path is similar to this, but Adam Gase, while in college, worked uh, as an undergraduate at Michigan State as assistant to the coaching guy. He was still a student. Then right. he followed Saban to LSU in 2000 and was a graduate assistant. Then he was a recruiting assistant at LSU. Then he moved to the Lions as a scouting assistant, offensive assistant, then in 2007 becomes a quarterback coach. That's eight years into his coaching career. Uh, 2008, offensive assistant, wide receivers coach for the Broncos, quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator for, in 2013. So finally, that's like a, a position of stature. And then 2015, offensive coordinator, whatever. You get what I'm trying to say. Like, that's putting in time, so I don't care if he's a bad head coach or you don't want him. I think just that's that's respectable than the MLB where it's like, oh, you played a little? You're you, Here you go. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing right now. Picture, though, if you're right now, if you're a 50-year-old guy that's gone through all that stuff and you thought you were lining up for your first job, but now all these... 37, 38, 39-year-olds are the more sexier candidate because they're younger and they do relate to the players, which is what baseball is doing. So um, it'll be interesting to see it play out. I wonder, so like he never even played football in college is what it looks like. I wonder if there's any MLB Who? manager that never played baseball in college. I don't think there is. Who, who are you referencing that never played? Gase. Adam Gase. It said he started coaching in college. Yeah, I don't know. So I would I was thinking that he didn't play. But maybe um, he played in in high school. Yeah, or maybe he was at Michigan State playing and then tapped out. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty interesting. Baseball, there's like there's some managers that never played in the MLB, but they played in the minor leagues. Terry Collins, Buck Showalter, they never made it to the MLB. Joe Madden, but they played in the minors. Um, but pretty interesting that other sports, you don't even have to be able to play in college. You can play. And Jimmy, sometimes timing is everything in life. He was just an assistant on the Michigan State coaching staff when their head coach, Nick Saban, left to LSU, and he mm -hmm. followed him there. So yep. Crazy. You do it right. Crazy. All right, let's go to the national storylines. A lot of quarterbacks in football on here, Jim. I'll start with the baseball. Yes, buddy, grand doll. 
Signs with your Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, interesting move. The Brewers were getting a lot of shit for not doing anything this offseason, and now they do this move, and it's like, does timing matter anymore? Why do people care? This could be a big move for them. Lot of football, Jimmy. We got coaches, quarterbacks, Kyler Murray to declare for the NFL draft. Very interesting. Sean Payton tries to motivate the boys with money and a trophy. Been there. Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts. Hurts so good. He's looking to transfer, Jim. Broncos hire Vic Fangio. Vic Fangs. Gary Kubiak will be his offensive coordinator. And Freddie Kitchens promoted to become the new head coach of the Browns. I love this show. What's that? We missed the Jeannie. Who's Jeannie Bouchard? Uh, She's, I think, a tennis player that she made a bet with, like, a kid about the, about the. Oh, that's her. And then they went on, like, two and a half dates. Yeah, yeah. And I, the New York Post said there was an article. Syndergaard's been leaving comments on her Instagram. It's like, oh, who cares? Nice. Syndergaard's athlete funny. Like his Instagram, people love it, and it's not funny. It's like yeah. a, it's like yeah. buzz, it's like Buzzfeed. I I I feel that he gets too much credit for for doing not too much. Um, hey, good. I hope they fall in love and have a kid. Um, Jimmy, your boy Kyler declares for the NFL draft. Yeah, where's this? Ch- what's this change? Do you think this is smart? Is he going to be? Where's he going to land? What effect well, does this have? Jimmy at first I thought it was just kind of your casual like I mean again like what does he have to lose I mean he can just announce this go through some of the process and if he hears something he likes I mean I guess you can make a move but Jim our buddy Cliff Kingsbury and I'm texting you this right now on October 28th of this year and I mean he was coaching tech he said, I would take Kyler Murray with the first pick in the draft if I could. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury is now the Arizona Cardinals head coach with the first pick in the draft. That is so funny that he said that, and it was probably he just said it flippantly, just as like a hyperbolic trying to play up his dude, talking about how much he loves him. And now it comes down to put your money where your mouth was. You better take them. So, I mean, it's a little bit of Kyler playing, I, I think, playing a little bit of chicken. But, I mean, dude, look how well Baker looked out. So, they're, I mean, with how spread offenses are now, you could be a shorter quarterback. I mean, the thing that terrifies me is he'd be slight for a running back. I, I mean, the guy might weigh 185. I mean, at least Baker and Russell Wilson, they're stout. They can take a hit. I mean, the NFL guys are big. Um, Is Kyler Murray not playing? He's not playing baseball. He's playing football. So he, I think he said when he announced this, he wants to do both, which sounds nice, Jim, but it could never actually work. Because if if your if your baseball team is in a playoff race, that's September October. I mean, imagine this guy wanting to be on your Yankees, Jim, and we how want did, to compete for titles. How did Bo do it? Um, I mean, you could research a little bit, but I, um, 
And I like Dion obviously leaned football over baseball. And I mean, you can get by because I mean, for Deion Sanders, it was kind of easy, right? Because he was a cornerback and he was essentially a pinch runner. He was an outfielder, but the football game was on Sunday. His job was to be a cornerback and guard the guy in front of him. <laughs> I mean, Kyler Murray's your quarterback. He's going to miss, what, all of training camp? All of September? Is he going to sit out the September Sunday baseball games but not go to any of the practices? To me, the logistics just aren't there. That being said, I mean, if he wants, if he loves football, then do do it. But I, I don't think you can do both, man. I'm trying to think how they did it. Um, it looks Again, like that. It, this I, says I think with Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson's a running back. I mean. Run right, run left. I know it's not that basic, but if you know the playbook, you yeah, go yeah. out and you execute. I think he played baseball every day, and then he would go play football on Sunday. That's insane. Right. Which, again, you have to be an absolute freak to do that, and he you're, was. If you're, if you're a quarterback, you cannot do both. I agree with you. And that's not really – that's like it should be obvious. Yeah, and I mean maybe – yeah, I don't know, because, I mean, Bo Jackson, he's got, he's only got one season of 130-plus games. Um, so, I mean, I'd have to look at that a little bit more. He finished 10th in the MVP voting that year. That's insane. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess that's the thing. When I – when I my, my kind of elevator speech is like, wow, I mean, good for Kyler. If he can do it, if he can do it, I don't think he can do both, and I think he's – not even the short thing. I just think he's uh, he's scrawny for what you need as a quarterback. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I know it's it's an interesting debate because, Jimmy, if he can – I mean, if he could be, A, the number one pick in the football draft and then you could get one contract after that as a quarterback, I mean, you're in the money. That's the whole thing with baseball. Or it used to be, I should say. Um I mean, dude, look at the money that guys like Stafford, Dalton get. If Kyler Murray can be that, I mean, the the risk of football isn't what it used to be. So I don't know. Okay. Listen to this story. Sure. Deion Sanders. Oh, my God. Deion Sanders, okay? Um, 25 years ago, 26 years ago now. He started his day with the Atlanta Falcons – playing a one o'clock kickoff against the Miami Dolphins. In that game, the Dolphins won 21 to 17. Sanders returned two kicks and a punt, caught a pass for nine yards and was part of the Falcons defensive unit charged with holding Dan Marino, uh, led offense in check. Immediately after the game, Sanders boarded a flight to Pittsburgh, followed by a helicopter ride to Three Rivers Stadium to join the Braves for game five of the 1992 NLCS against the Pirates. He arrived still dressed for Miami weather and not 53-degree game temperature in Pittsburgh. Sometimes you have to suffer for fashion, so he's in shorts. Though Sanders did not see the field for that game, he found other ways to contribute to the Braves' effort. Oh, it's just pictures of him giving people massages in the dugout. Um, Had Sanders appeared in the game, he would have been the first person to play in games of two major professional sports in the same day. Unfortunately, the 7-1 loss to the Pirates didn't provide any opportunities right for Sanders' contributions as a pinch runner, a pinch hitter, or defensive replacement. He, so he, he, he did it. You've got to put him in the game. Was that gotta, Bobby Cox? 
Yeah. Got to I mean, put him in the game. You have to put him in the game. Ninth inning, like, defensive replacement. Who cares? Yeah. Or eighth inning, whatever, because you're losing. Um, Man. That, uh, that would have been awesome. The fact that they even tr- attempted it is crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. I mean, again, like, I, I, I end up sounding like a Buzz Killington. Like, I just don't think the reality of it is there. But, I, I mean, I support all of it that's about to play out. <laughs> Who would like to hear a story about a bridge? The bridge. The Sean Payne story is awesome. Really cool. Like, and when you think about guys you want to play for and you picture NFL people, like, and who they would want to play for. Like, is this not the coolest? <laughs> your your coach, who's been stern but fair all year, rolls in money, security guards, and the Lombardi trophy. <laughs> you want this? Win three win, games. Win three games. Because that's their bonus. 225K is the bonus if they win the Super Bowl. How do you get the trophy? I, there's a bunch of them. Do you think you just got a replica? No, I think they make a new one every year. Oh, uh, oh, okay. So maybe you just got the past one. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I don't think there's just one. That's interesting. Maybe there is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How Can't to, be. Uh, no. The Stanley Cup's the only one that there's just one. Right. Otherwise, I feel like we'd know about it. Is there only one World Series trophy? I don't. I don't think so because those things break. Like one time, the flag broke off it. The Red Sox just broke it. But I have no idea. A new Vince Lombardi trophy is made every year. Okay, okay. So, so so he we went, did have that. So he went and got the Lombardi trophy from when the Saints won. Wheeled yeah, it into he locker just got room. one out of the closet. Yo, that's awesome. I mean, listen from the from the outside looking in, you could be like, "That's corny. That's stupid. Whatever. That, that's going to backfire." But when you're in that locker room and your coach fucking does that, you're whooping and hollering like, oh, oh you go nuts. <laughs> like your great coach move. rolls in security guards, 225K Super Bowl trophy. I mean, that's that's a go nuts thing. You think so, Peyton thought of this years ago and has been sitting on it? Maybe it's an it's an interesting thing, right? Because you can't do you can't do this every year. I'm like rooting more for the Saints now because I want this to come true because if he does it, like you said, you can't do it next year. Like you did it. This is the year that you did it. Like you could do variations of it. Like you could do if if your team is this good again, like one day at practice, they're running wind sprints and Sean Payton's like on the sideline in a hot tub with like a cigar and the money and the trophy. And he's like, oh, you guys want you guys want this? Well, you better keep running. <laughs> it's a great move. It's fantastic. Grandal to the Brewers uh, for a one-year deal. Yeah. Do you, do you have? Do you want to say anything about that? Nope. Okay. Does it um, suck? For, does it suck for our boy Kratzy the King? Yeah, I think so. There was some. There's classic Twitter comments. They were like, "Wow, that's a lot of money to back up Kratzy." Um, but. Yeah, it's it's really I'm I'm interested to see what everyone said because dude, people were ripping the Brewers because they hadn't made a move yet, and then it's like, oh, they signed a premier catcher, but it just happened later. So I want to see if those guys are still mad. Um, the other thing that's kind of nuts, Jim, he signed so he turned down one year, seventeen point nine from the Dodgers. He got 
one year, 18.4 from the Brewers. But he supposedly turned down like four years, 50 plus from the Mets. So I don't, I don't know, man. Baseball's in a weird spot. Yeah. More people are saying the word strike more and more now. Yeah, I think, the- I think Brody pulled a, a strong Brody move, though. I, they're basically saying, like, Grindel went back and was like, so what's your guy's offer? And he's like, no, man, I, I pulled it. Or they signed Ramos. Yeah. So. Well, I bet he, I bet he went to the Brewers and was like, listen, you just have to give me more than the qualifying offer I turned down. Like, I just can't be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they it gave him 500 up- grand just to go over that spot. A little bit more? Um. Yeah, and then uh, Broncos hired Vic Fangio. He's the the Bears defensive coordinator, so if he could do it with Khalil Mack and them, hopefully he can do it with Von Miller and those guys, and they bring in back Kubiak to be only the offensive coordinator. Again, one of these things that sounds kind of good could also be a power struggle. I like it a lot um, because the Broncos can make the defense their strength again. And then, uh, dude, the, the Browns hired Freddie Kitchens, which isn't, giant news but he was I mean he was the offensive coordinator that was good with Baker so you just let that ride they get rid of Greg Williams Jimmy the thing that I thought was really interesting the stat was flying around yesterday but I think the last like eight coaches that were promoted from within were not re-signed for an extension off of that contract that's interesting so yeah, also, I mean, also interesting, Adam Gase was working with Freddie Kitchens underneath Nick Saban at LSU in 2000. Wow, 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 wow. Then he went to Bill, Sarcel, Bill Parcells. Freddie Kitchens is a fantastic name. Like that's, That is that man's birth name. Yeah, that's a good name. It's a lot of people's nicknames, probably. Oh, Freddie Kitchens. Always cooking. No, that's his birth name. Freddie. No, Kitchens. that's that's his name. Uh, and yeah, I guess the 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 closing off on the gays and and all the other stuff. Well, uh, yeah, this probably should have been Northeast, but whatever. The Jets, <laughs> Jets fire Rex. Bills hire Rex. The Dolphins fired Bulls. The Jets hired Bulls. The Jets fired Tannebaum. The Dolphins hired Tannebaum. The Dolphins fired Gase. The Jets hire Gase. So it's just a just a clusterfuck of rotating coaches like why aren't they mixing up the talent and belichick is just cruising through these people over and over yeah that's interesting oh they know the league yeah they're bad at knowing the league yeah they know how to get beat that's the half man we've been doing long first halves have we been talking about sports too much flowing natural feeling the flow right in the bowl <laughs> get in the hole all right, you got anything Kevin halftime? Nealon. Kevin Nealon underrated all time. Yeah, I bet a lot of people wouldn't put him on any list, but I like Kevin Nealon. He does a YouTube show where, like, hiking with Kevin Nealon, and it's just him holding a GoPro and hiking, but he gets, yeah, like, Conan, he got Jack Black. It's interesting sometimes. All the celebrities that are in that age group, I don't know how to lump it, but, like, you know, Adam Sandler, Kevin Nealon, Conan O'Brien, Jack Black. Now that they can do these like, like podcasts and like do on, something on their own, like Kevin Nealon holding a GoPro and them hiking, like they're loving it. <laughs> yeah, they've had structure and and like networks and limitations for so long. Right, and now they're not even hunting the money, so they're like let's just do our own shit. Yeah, 
Jack oh, Black Kevin, started, you're, Jack Black you're started doing a, a hiking YouTube. show? It's just you and a GoPro? <laughs> yeah, I'm coming through. Jack Black started a YouTube channel that has, like, already has... I don't know, some some high number of millions or maybe one million in like twenty four hour subscribers and he didn't post any videos yet. Yeah, he's ready to go though. Ready to go. Here we go. I read the news today, oh boy, and though the news was rather sad, well I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news. They caught the infamous doorbell liquor man. He is put in jail. Stranded seals are wreaking havoc in Canada. And a former LSU lineman has his leg amputated after getting shot by a dog. A gang of goats runs roughshod over neighborhood. And a store shut down after six women got in a fight. Hey, what do you uh, what do you like, Jake? What you like? What do you like? What do you like? What do you like? What story you want to hmm. do first? Um, I mean, seals wreaking havoc. Oh, is yeah. a fun couple of words there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Seals are wreaking havoc in a Canadian town. Dozens of seals have become stranded in a Canadian town, blocking traffic and the entrances to homes and businesses. Two of the animals, Roddickton Bide Arm. Oh, that's the name of the town? Get better town names, Newfoundland. Yeah. Uh, Two of the animals died after being struck by a car. There are concerns others will starve to death. It is against Canadian law to interfere with marine mammals such as seals. What? Help them out, dudes. The creature became stranded after... The creatures became stranded after nearby waters suddenly froze over last week, preventing their return to the ocean. Experts say... The speed at which the bay froze may have disoriented the animals and caused them to have move inland instead of towards open waters. So there's pictures here. There's just seals everywhere. Wow, that's a bummer. They're probably gonna. Yeah, freeze it's like that. half sad. I I I think I'm. I don't want us to look into it because if it doesn't end up happy, I don't want to know. But I'm gonna assume that they, they all die. Five guys in Roddickton, Bide Arm, Newfoundland are gonna get their trucks together and bring these seals out to the ocean. A free Willy situation is gonna put them in the back, oh, of, the, yeah. back of their truck bed. Spray. I some mean, water what's the alternate? Them. These seals are just gonna die around town. Oh yeah, well can- Canada's got a rule: they're not allowed to interfere. If the seals are dumb enough to swim the wrong way, then they gotta die. That's Canadian rule. You wouldn't think it was, but it says it's True. against Canadian law to interfere with marine mammals. It's a so the, it's a little Darwinism. I I bet they'll get loud enough around Newfoundland that they'll uh they'll they'll help these bad boys out. I don't know. The there police was, said they safely returned a seal to the ocean. Yeah, well, just one. There's a lot. This picture. So these Canadian this, lawbreakers, man. There's one picture I'm looking at shows one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen seals just in one picture. A lot of seals, man. I hope that's not noisy as hell. I don't know what a dying seal sounds like, but if that's a terrible oh, sound. Definitely noisy. Just want to come over to my house? No, man. I don't want to listen to those dying seals anymore. It's a bummer. Yeah, and that's... Yeah, it, this is a real catch-22, because if it's one seal, I mean, you have the Darwin aspect. Like, dude, you're had not that, supposed to... They had that you're not light sp- last winter. You're not supposed to keep up with the gang, bro. Like, I got bad news for you. But at the same time, then it's kind of like a heartwarming thing. Then it's then the town's like, let's bring him in. We'll make him the town seal. 
These are like too many seals. <laughs> too many seals. You're getting invaded. We split the gap between Darwinism. <laughs> too many seals. Yeah. There was a dead seal in Lavalette on the beach last winter. And they like posted a picture and were like, hey, please don't mess with our buddy. He's sleeping here. And I was like, what? That guy's dead. And I didn't realize they were being like kind of cute. But he's frozen to death. If a, if a seal freezes to death on Lavalette this year, I will go take a picture for you. Appreciate that. Up close and personal. Appreciate that. How about this LSU lineman who got shot by a dog? Yeah, I mean, what's this all about, though? You ever been shot by a dog? No. Well, he was. It was a hunting accident. The dog pulled the trigger. (laughs) It was with a group of friends duck hunting in Mississippi when a Labrador retriever named Tito jumped into the bed of an off-road vehicle and stepped on Branch's shotgun, firing a shot. The bullet hit Branch in the left thigh. The group realized quickly he was seriously injured. Now he's got no leg. Dog. Fucking dogs. That, uh... I mean... I'm no gun guy, but I think they invented the safety for a reason. There's a safety, I mean... Dogs aren't smart enough to turn off the safety. That's why otherwise dogs would rule the world if you just left the safeties off and put them, gave the guns to the dogs. They'd join up in with my the seals. Head, you got the seals involved in this? I'm saying the seals are invading one town. The reason we don't leave the safeties off of guns is because you don't want the dogs invading. I'm just saying this. I, this this happened in the morning. It looks like the police report is 9.40 a.m. I'm thinking the boys were getting going. They're excited to go to go hunt a little bit. There's a couple beers around. They're all bopping around. And I, I, I'm, I'm not blaming the dog. I'm, I'm going to say this guy, this guy clipped himself. And doesn't want to take responsibility for it. Oh wow! Because you're you're saying, I'm, oh my god! I think he threw Tito under the bus. What's that? I think he threw Tito. That's the name of the dog under the bus. That's terrible. It's, I would never throw Zimmer under the bus if he shot me. I'd just shoot him right back. Well, I'll let <laughs> you guys figure that out. <laughs> well, there's all, and, and all, this, all the news today was animals taking over humans because uh, there's this county mobile in uh, Alabama. They're upset over a pack of goats just running around. Get out of here, goats, yelled Oida Herbin, a Creekside Drive resident. That's pretty funny. She just opens her door. Get out of here, goats. <laughs> <laughs> she often wakes up to them in her yard. They broke in my back garden in the fall and ate my blueberry bushes and ate my lima beans and ate my okra plants. Just totally demolished everything I had in my garden. It's downright disgusting. Nothing seems to help any of it. Nothing that is said to any official or any neighbor or anything like that gets anything done. So we got goats, seals, and dogs taking over people's lives. Who would you most le- who would you least like to get invaded by? Goats, seals, Ooh. or dogs? Um, I think I would least like the goats. Yeah, um, that's the easy answer for me. They're noisy. They are eating all of the like plants and stuff. the The goats are kind of a bad time. 
I think the dogs are kind of friendly. They might shoot you. The seals are loud, but, I mean, they're going to be moving so slow on land after not eating for a week that it's like, oh, the seals, okay. Yeah, the seals just die. I don't, I don't, I mean, if they're on land, if I'm getting invaded by seals in the water, I'm fucked. They're, they're all on F-150s right now and route to the ocean. <laughs> uh, in Jackson, Mississippi, this is, there's an aspect to this story that's terrible. Uh, six women were in a fight, all right, and okay. they were just throwing cantaloupes and produce at each other. So, so it's like a food fight in the produce section. Sure. Um, a security guard at a, a grocery store in Jackson, Mississippi. So, like, think, picture a security guard that works at a grocery store in Jackson, Mississippi. What do you picture? Right. I've got two images, Jim. All right. I I think you and I mutually have like this. Like big, sloppy guy. Okay, yeah, that's not my first image. Maybe shirts kind of untucked on the side. He uh, definitely waddles, and I mean, he's close to like three hundred fifty pounds. Okay. On the opposite side of that, I have the opposite guy. I have a security guard who's like a buck thirty, five four, but he's the security guard at the grocery store in town. All right, I no, I just have an old man. Who's just saying hi and bye to people like it's a oh, you an old man. OK, like, just like yeah. a retired cop who's just being friendly and like, you know, nothing really. There's no real need for security at the grocery store. Maybe some shoplifters every now and then, but really like a, a Walmart greeter. That's what I was picturing. The old. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But me neither. Yeah, tough. But security guard was injured when he tried to break up the fight. They smashed a glass bottle of syrup over his head, and he was taken away in an ambulance. Now, that sucks that he got hurt, but, like, why get involved, man? You're a security guard at a grocery store. Six women are throwing produce and stuff. You just got to let that let the cops come. Like, just call the cops. Let that sort itself out. I, yeah. I'm not getting paid minimum wage to get in the middle of this hell. Maybe there's a lot of fights there. I don't know. Man, glass syrup container over the head. You think that's the first time that's ever happened? In a grocery store? Maybe. But now where's the I fight mean, taking place? Why is there a glass bottle of syrup next to the cantaloupes and produce? I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm circling around, Jim. I'm just saying whenever whenever you've seen a glass bottle or something in a movie, we're talking glass syrup container over the dome. I don't know if that's ever happened. I'm trying to watch the video now. It was at the Food Depot. Food and there's, stuff. There's the there's the bottle. There's some hair extensions laying on the ground. This looks like it went uh, went through multiple aisles. Wow. Oh, they have the, the security, security guard? guard. Yeah, they have them. Okay, so not out of shape. Uh, not out of shape. I can't get an age read here. Wow, dude. It looks like he's just like a... 40-something-year-old, in-shape, normal guy. Wow. Well, now I want to watch the video. It, it's got automatic noise. I think you're going to hate it. The website. Okay, perfect. A lot of the websites we go to are shit. All right. Now, moving on to the next segment of the show, Jake. Yes. Bet of the day. Bet of the day, it's the bet of the day. Go a little levy card. All right, so yesterday, Jake 
and I both hit our bet. We're both 1-0. Jake had it right that South Florida was going to cover the spread. I agreed with him correctly. So we are both 1-0. Now, Jake can take credit for the Temple, but unofficially it won't go on the scoreboard. But you, you can say it because what happened, Jake? So I, I originally... Uh, you know, we're like, oh, you know, we'll do a fun bet of the day segment. I'm, I'm, we're not promising we're winning you money, but I, like, there's a chance in a, at the end of the month I could be 20% right. So if you just fade me, you could be printing money. Uh, so first night, I'm like, hey, let's hit us so, ourselves some Temple. Unfortunately, Temple played the next day, and they ended up covering, but I got scared. They took down undefeated Houston, one of the three remaining undefeated basketball teams. Now it's down to two because um, it just it didn't add up right. Houston hadn't played anyone. Temple solid, coaching their last year. They do it, and then the actual bet of the day. So I'm taking like a half point for that because I, I ended up bailing just because it was the next day and I got scared and there was too much, too much money and lives on the line that I took USF minus nine and a half against your Tulane Green Wave. Final 66-48, free money. USF is better. I saw them play against my UConn Huskies. Tulane is like a really bad team. USF solid. They might be in the NIT this year, Jim. All right, so what's your bet today? Bet of the day. Bet and of the you day. Can give, you can give yourself a half point, but the official scoreboard will not show the half point. Oh, and I get that, Jim. <laughs> I get that. Bet of the day, uh, bet of the day. Is that the ditty? I think so. I like it. All right. Who's a musician out there? Go record that for us. And we'll use it on the show every day. Um, Jimmy, I say I was looking at the pros, but I didn't like any of the, the professional basketball games, so we're going to keep it college. Okay. We're going to keep it. With an undefeated basketball team. Uh-oh. You're, you're getting caught up in themes now. The number two Mich Michigan, 15-0. They are hosting the Fighting Illini of Illinois. Um, so, Jimmy, here's there's a lot of moving parts here. Michigan, number two team in the country, 15-0. Yep. Illinois... Is four and eleven. Illinois is bad. Four and eleven, but they've played a lot of good teams and played them kind of solidly. So our line is at nine and a half, and I'm gonna go with my heart, and I'm gonna say Michigan does it. I just think it's, I I think this this line wants you to think like I did with Temple that like oh it's at Temple it's at Illinois they're they're gonna really put up a fight this game means a lot to them I just don't think Illinois has the talent four and 11 your season's out the window 15 and 0 Michigan comes up they're gonna go up like eight or ten early run away with it Michigan covers nine and a half okay um Ooh, they lost to Ohio State by 10, Illinois did. They uh, they most recently lost to Northwestern by 2. They lost to Indiana, a ranked team. 
by eight. So it seems like that 8-10 range. They lost to Missouri by 16, it looks like. Lost to Notre Dame by two. That's what they, they kind of keep it close. They lost to Gonzaga, the number three team in the country, by six. So it, it is kind of weird, Jimmy. I'm a little freaked out, but I, I, I think the, the Sharps have overthought this one. And it's it's in Illinois? Oh, yeah. And where was Illinois' last game? Ooh. I like I like hearing what you like looking at. It was at Illinois' Welsh. last game was at Northwestern. Okay, so they're coming home for their big game. That's the big difference in mentality when you're like, all yeah. right, we're home now. Now let's do our thing. I'm going to say that Illinois, uh, uh, I'm going to say Michigan doesn't cover. Wow. They're going to win. One of us will be undefeated tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's why I did it. I, I, I didn't want us on the same bed again. <laughs> and it's fine. I, I was teetering. I was teetering like a totter. So what pushed me over the edge is it's more interesting if we're against each other for this one. Okay. Well. And and I, I'm not going to take pride in my bets at all. No, 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 no. Because you're me the one. Me either, hopefully. No, you're the Don't one picking Don't copy them. our bets. You're the one picking them out of thin air. So they're more, you're, holds more weight. Your record holds so more weight. So much weight. Yeah. All right, that is the end of that. That's the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening. Do we have anything else to, to do or say? CCSU plays Fairleigh Dickinson tonight. The Rangers mm. play the Islanders. Does UConn play? Uh, UConn does play tonight. I, I thought about them. They're favored over SMU, and they really need a win. They're favored by a point and a half. I thought about it, but I, I just can't trust them right now. If if they win this game, the season can still play out and they can still have some fun. If they lose this game, man, they are D-E-D dead. D-E-D dead. We also got a talking Yanks coming out today, and Gonzaga is playing my sister and brother-in-law's alma mater, Pacific. Yeah, I thought about taking that game just because I knew you'd like that fun fact. Or yep. you'd like saying that fun fact. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys very much. Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya. Funky Cold Medina. This brother told me a secret on how to get more chicks. Put a little Medina in your glass and the girls will come real quick. It's better than any alcohol or aphrodisiac. A couple of sips of this love potion and she'll be on your lap. So I gave some to my dog when he began to beg. And then he licked his bowl and he looked at me and did a wild thing on my leg. He used to scratch and bite me before he was much, much meaner. But now all the poodles run to my house for the funky cold Medina. You know what I'm saying? I got every dog in my neighborhood breaking down my door. I got Spuds, Benzie, Alex, and Strohs. They want me, my dog, along with that Medina, pal. I went up to this girl. She said, hi, my name is Sheena. I thought she'd be good to go with a little funky cold Medina. She said, I like a drink. I said, mm, well, I'll go get it. And then a couple of sips, she go lick the lips, and I knew that she was with it. So I took her to my crib, and everything went well as planned. But when she got undressed, it was a big old mess. Sheena was a man. So I threw her mouth. I don't fool around with no Oscar Mayer wiener. You must be sure that your girl is pure for the funky cold Medina. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no plans with a man. This is the 80s. I'm down with the ladies. No G.
show. 